0: what is going on guys you're joined by fpl Dougal for a new sort of podcast thing that i've come up with It's called champ of the stats basically a rip-off of top of the pops but obviously we're not playing music we are looking at champ man fpl players basically a countdown of the 10 best rated players for the upcoming four game weeks based on form fixtures stats and and value. I've given these players a ranking based on my own personal bias opinion but also using some of those uh, form fixture, stats and value as I just said. They're not always going to be the best player to choose for a game week of why someone like Van Nistelro will always be top of the charts so we're going to keep it fresh and going to look at some of those lesser owned picks, more value picks I reckon. And all of the research for the stats is done by me using Whitebeard FPL's screenshots and concentrates on stats over the last four matches. It's important to note they're matches, not game weeks, so that kind of eliminates the bias of double game weeks. If you haven't seen Whitebeard FPL stuff, then I highly recommend you go check it out. He's got a whole website dedicated to Champman FPL stats. But without further ado, let's begin. Number 10 number 10 on the list is Julio Arca of Sunderland a defender 5.5 mil he's actually the only defender to make it onto the list this week Sunland have failed to keep any clean sheets in the last four, but it doesn't stop Arca from collecting on some decent returns, particularly in the assist sort of area. Nine key passes in the last four matches seems to be one of, if not the top stat out of any player. Also, four key passes at home to Leeds is pretty impressive considering that Leeds aren't exactly the easiest of opposition. He's pretty much like a Dean Gordon in my opinion, but without the defensive stability. But with his next upcoming fixtures, Liverpool away, Southampton away, a blank and Bolton at home, at there's potentially a clean sheet in there somewhere maybe a clean sheet or two if you're lucky but he could easily get attacking returns from each of those fixtures because those defenses there aren't the greatest in his last four matches Ulio Arca has registered five shots scoring once he has played nine key passes which is more than anyone else in this top ten has won three key headers scored one goal provided two assists and gathered six bonus points averaging around six points per match which is a pretty decent return Number 9. Number 9 on the list is Hamilton Ricard from Middlesbrough, a forward at 6.5 million. Whilst Boxic is quite unreliable due to his high injury rating, Ricard provides you with a decent Middlesbrough attacker for a decent price. If you don't want to rely on the postman all the time who sometimes delivers and sometimes he can't be asked. Currently he only has one goal and two assists in his last four matches, with all of them coming at home against Manchester United. I don't think any of us saw that coming. Still posting decent stats though, such as 11 shots in the last four, with five of them on target. He's got Arsenal away, West Ham at home, a blank and Derby away, which isn't the most terrible of runs and there's definitely goals to be had in there. Two key passes on four key headers in the last four, picking up five bonus points and an average of 6.5 points per game. And he's definitely a potential captain for me in Game Week 21 against West Ham United at home, which as we all know, is the easiest fixture anyone could ever have. Number eight. Moving up to number 8 now and we are with Fanidi George, Ipswich midfielder at 5.5 mil. He's a bit of a wildcard pick in my opinion. He hasn't been mentioned an awful lot which is odd considering he's a cheap out of position midfielder playing as a striker and for a decent-ish team. He seems to be more nailed than Pablo and Alan Armstrong in the absence of Marcus Stewart but Marcus Stewart will be fit again in a few weeks I think so that's one to just keep an eye out on. Uh, with the ball, Fanidi seems to pull off to the right whilst playing up front, but he has played right midfield in the last game, and he seemed to fare much better there, so I wouldn't be too surprised to see him stay in that position. They play in the blank game week, which is a massive bonus, And but it is against Man United away, but it'll be a useful transfer to have if you're not playing your free hit, which... I'm not going to play my free hit in that blank game week, so I'm going to be looking to load up on these players who are playing, and Finedi George is one of those guys. He's got one shot on target and two key passes in the last four. It is a bit of a wait and see for me to see if he retains that right midfield position where he was very effective in the last game. But also, up front, I believe he can get a couple of goals here and there, but it is a bit of a risk, but I do like it. Number seven, Up to number seven on the list, and it's Robbie Keane leads forward at 8 million. Now, Mark Viduka would easily be the top of this list if he wasn't an injury doubt, which is really annoying. I think he's around 80-ish percent. That's somewhere between 80 and 85. So the next best Leeds attacking asset for me would be Robbie Keane. And should Viduka start the next game and aggravate his injury, then Robbie Keane would definitely be the most popular Leeds cover. I'm sort of hoping that Viduka doesn't really start that game just because it gives people sort of uh, an extra conundrum to think about. Maybe a difference in captain choice there. So, he's made four key passes away to Southampton in his last game and was pretty unlucky to not get any assist returns. Although, he did score a goal, so he is capable of getting assist returns and doing both, and particularly Viduka, is out of that game and he'll be relied upon to be doing most of the goal scoring. Leeds have got the best fixtures out of any team by some margin in my opinion should their double game be confirmed as well they've got a very tasty double coming up if that does get confirmed and he's got two goals in his last four with four shots on target five key passes but hasn't picked up any bonus points as of yet so he's got all the stats lying there but he's just not getting returns just yet but i think that could turn very soon if he ups his game number six Number six, and it's Matt Jansen from Blackburn, another forward at 7 million. Very versatile player, he plays Cam at home and then striker away, and he's much more rotation-proof than Corrado Gravi, who, as we remember, was top scorer for quite a while during the beginning a few games of the season even though he's only scored 17 points in the last four matches he's posting some pretty impressive stats eight shots in blackburn's match versus sunderland and that's probably some sort of record this season i would imagine despite only getting two of them on target so he does love a shot matt jansen whichever position he plays in Fifteen shots and seven shots on target in the last four, along with three key passes and five bonus points, which is pretty good going, stats-wise. He's got Tottenham at home, Bolton away, a blank and an Ipswich at home. It's probably the best run of games for a blank uh, Game Week 22 team. Number five. Up to number five in the list, and this one is a bit of an obvious one, but we'll still go for it. It's Thierry Henry, Arsenal forward at 13 mil. Ruud van Nistelrooy could have had a spot, but his stats haven't really been up to it in comparison to Henri. So Henri clinches it in his last four matches. It wasn't helped by the fact that van Nistelrooy was rested against West Ham United. But bear in mind that even though van Nistelrooy hasn't made this chart, it's still probably advisory to have him in just because everyone has him and they have got some terrific fixtures coming up. So... Henry and the Ruvanistro for a double I reckon over the next four could be pretty devastating for non-free hitters in blank game week 22. Henry seems to be seriously underperforming at the moment, 16 shots, 11 on target but just two goals to show for that and considering how much of a marksman he is, he should be putting away a lot more than that considering. He also has won seven key headers in the last four which is much more than anyone on this list and of course key headers will get you bonus points. With Van Bronckhorst suspended from Game Week 21 onwards, there isn't really an Arsenal attacking option that appeals to me. So going with Henri is going to be the best way to attack the blank if you're looking for Arsenal coverage. Games at home to Middlesbrough and away at Everton in the next two shouldn't be particularly challenging, and Henri could go on a nice run throughout those fixtures. He'll be second biggest captain choice behind Mark Viduka for double Game Week 23 if those fixtures do occur, in my opinion. Number four. Number four on this list and it's Dion Dublin of Aston Villa. He's seven million, he's another forward and he's been on fire since the arrival of Aston Villa's new manager. Five shots on target in his last four games has provided him with five goals. That is 100% shooting on target accuracy for goals, including a hat-trick against the shittest team ever, West Ham, who I happen to support. 34 points in his last four matches is the second highest total, I think, out of anyone in the last four games and also no one has scored more goals in their life for either the next two games are Leicester away and Charlton at home they're two great fixtures to attack over the next two game weeks and if you don't fancy captaining a Middlesbrough or Man United asset in game 21 he could well be a dark horse for a captaincy shout also has made four key headers and collected six bonus points number three into the top three now and number three is Stephen McPhail of Leeds United a midfielder and the cheapest he could possibly be 4.5 million and he's pretty much essential bench fodder for me from now until the end of the season he started the last five matches and it sort of indicated that he has nailed down that starting place he looks like he could be the main central midfielding option ahead of Olivier Decor and David Batty, and also has played left wing in the absence of Harry Kill, so he is pretty versatile as well. Only the five shots in the last four, with three shots on target and two key passes, but a goal and two assists from a 4.5 million is a pretty massive return for great value. Once Viduca is fully fit, I reckon you'll want the leads triple up, and that would include Viduka, McPhail, and either one of Ian Hart or Robbie Keenan, in my opinion but McPhail there has got to be your second option. As mentioned before, Leeds have the best next four fixtures by some margin in my opinion, so tripling up on them is a pretty viable strategy, especially if you're not planning to use your free hit in the next four. Number two. Number two, and it's Matt Holland of Ipswich for 7.5 mil. He looks like he may be Ipswich's main attacking threat at the moment. He's joint first for key passes in the last four, along with Jamie Clappen and Jermaine Wright, and first for shots. Whilst those two forwards ahead of him usually split sideways, Holland has the main central attacking role, so could be considered a false line of sorts. And I'm not too sure if that is the case. You may have to double-check with Luke Disabled, but that's how I sort of interpreted it in the pitch graphic. The two forwards sort of shift to the side and therefore the central midfielder would therefore have to push up to give them that main attacking support in the middle. He's averaging six points a game at the moment in the last four. Ipswich's next two fixtures are pretty decent and they do play during the blank. So that's one goal and two assists and five bonus points in the last four. That's very similar to Stephen McPhail, but I do think he's got more attacking potential. Number one announced a big one number one on the list and he's a bit of a shock inclusion for me I've decided to not go with any Liverpool Man United or Newcastle assets either due to a lack of form or their players being obvious choices already so the first number one of the weekly champ of the stats is Henrik Pedersen Pedersen has the second best points total over the last four matches behind Mark Viduca. He's scored three goals from four shots on target, showing he's been pretty prolific. Two assists from five key passes and also got ten bonus points. So ten bonus points out of the last twelve available. That is pretty nuts. If Bolton play well, then Henrik Pedersen does tend to play well as well. And Bolton's fixtures coming up, Derby away and Blackburn at home in the next two. You could easily see Henrik Pedersen grabbing a couple of goals and assists. So is an ideal player for a two-week punt or for three hitters he's averaging nearly nine points per game over the last four and it's a pretty nuts output i'm not sure if we'd be able to keep it up but just based on those stats alone he's a must-have for me if you're looking for that for a third or second striker role and you haven't got uh like the rude van or Tyrion re double up or he could be even a third striker in that position but he's definitely the one to watch for me and that's why he's top of the champ of the stats table for week one so that was champ of the stats guys thanks very much for listening if you did enjoy it feel free to let me know on my twitter at FPLDougal or just leave a comment on soundcloud or something like that i'm looking to do this every week sort of every wednesday morning so before you make those transfers make sure you check out this podcast see what my opinions are, you might be interested in them, and uh, we'll go from there. So I hope you enjoy that, and uh, it's great to be back in podcasting. Uh, Cheers to everyone who sent me nice messages after I did decide to take that uh, short hiatus. Uh, But it's good to be back. So cheers, lads, have a good one, and may your arrows be green.